0: Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Great Redeemer, God of grace. All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted. From my studios in Columbus, Ohio, powered by the Spot Athletics. I am so looking forward to today's interview. KT is my guest. KT, can you introduce yourself and we will go from there?
1: Yes. Hi, everyone. I am KT Griffiths with an S on the end of that, uh, so that it's G R I F F I T H S. And I wrote a book and it's called, like, put your finger up to your mouth and do the sound. Mental illness, the silent disease, a mother's heart.
0: I love it. And, and this is going to be a really interesting conversation today. But before we get to the book, you've lived a life. You've had, there was a lot happening before you got to the book. Is that correct?
1: Yes. I, yeah. I have six children. So I would say that my youngest is the one that some of these stories are from. So, you know, leading up to these stories. I've had a whole life full of, of wonderful children and and a family.
0: You were in high fashion and modeling for a while. I you did. You were assisting in wardrobe and prop for numerous films. Yes. I've got the bio in front of yes. me, so I'm cheat. It's a cheat sheet That's a bit, okay. but um, but there's a lot of things that happened.
1: Yes, I, you know, I think it. I think the modeling part was short lived. It, it just wasn't for me. I didn't like the attention. I did have some very nice opportunities, and I. I can tell you one quick little story. I was invited to be in a Sears catalog. So that takes you way back, right? But I was invited to be in the Sears catalog and I was supposed to meet the photographer and the girls and everybody that was going to be in the shoot. So I was in Miami and it was going to be up in Hialeah and, and I drove right past Hialeah, ended up in West Palm Beach before I realized that I missed my turn. And it was a good thing I left a little early. So by the time I got turned around and got back down there, I was like 15 minutes late, but too late to be a part of the shoot. And I just look at that in my past and go, you know, God had a plan and it wasn't meant for me to go into that any further. So that was kind of my strawth.
0: Is that right? Yeah. I love the Sears catalog. It used to, the Sears and JCPenney yes, uh, right. were, were my two favorite catalogs growing up. Most people, some of the younger chronic th- doesn't even know what we're talking about right that's now. That's right. That's <laughs> like, right. So they would look at uh,
1: Instagram or other things that have fashion true.
0: in it. Yes. Yeah. I'm tracking with you though. I absolutely tracking <laughs> with you. So, well, yeah, so God had other plans and grandmother of 11, is that correct? That's
1: correct. Yes.
0: Wow. Oh, what is it like to be the grandmother of 11?
1: I don't know. I take every day as it comes. We've just invited two new babies this year into our family and it's just wonderful. Yeah. That's amazing.
0: Uh, Very busy. I I can imagine. I imagine there's a lot of, there's not a lot of downtime. You're probably heading to sports events and School this morning, I was at a school program for my daughter and my in-laws were there uh-huh. supporting their granddaughter. That's so right. I imagine there's a lot of that.
1: Well, m- mine are pretty young, so we haven't got into the full-blown activities yet. So that will be coming down the road, I'm sure.
0: Yes. All right. Well, thank you for taking, taking the audience through a little bit more about you. you. I was so attracted to the book and this topic because I have had the belief since the pandemic mm-hmm. started, my number one fear, and and this is no disrespect to those that lost their lives, yeah, and 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 I'm not even being political about masks and you know boosters mm-hmm. and, and shots, and all, I'm not even here for that. What what I was always most worried about, I guess it's being a dad, was the mental health of our kids right. because this was something that adults couldn't even figure out, and I was so worried. And I think we're already starting to see. The ripple effects of the shutdown and all those things
1: true you know let's just start with the word depression you know before the pandemic let's go back to when my child was in middle school and you know it doesn't matter if it's after covid or before covid it's still the same the same emotion and depression yeah. would take her and the internet so you know her life was really her coping mechanism was on the internet making friends with people doing things you know, it became, it became pretty intense. She would, you know, play this game and then whoever she thought was her friend would take and steal all her stuff. And then, then you dive deep down into another deep depression. And then Mm -hmm. of course that runs into sexing and other areas of life that, you know, that these kids are all doing. They're all sending pictures or middle school is a very active period of time. So, you know, the pandemic, it just, there's a lot more people diving into that world of internet and FaceTime and, or, you know, the texting and all these things. So I think it increased a lot of things that they also don't know how to handle their depression and they do need Mm -hmm. help. They really do.
0: Right. They do. And would you say that, would you say that the pandemic accelerated what we're seeing or do you think it i mean obviously it's I, I been around for so. a long time but
1: yes i think that yeah when the kids were in the schools were shut down they had no more social skills so what social skills yeah. do they have is the internet so the internet is a playground it's a it's a pl- play area that they can dive into all these different chat rooms and all these things that they can do and make false friends and they're not real they just never become a real friend they're always going to be that false friend and they will hurt you, and that's mm. what your your child is not prepared for. They're not prepared for the hurt that comes with creating a false image of themselves on the internet.
0: Right. When you say mental illness, what what does that encompass? Just for our audience, I sure. know because I deal with it. Yeah, but... you
1: know, I think some of the main ones for my from my perspective, the first the first go to is always anxiety and depression. Those kind of come right. together, and they were they were the first go to. And then you have, I think one of the words that people normally go to is bipolar, bipolar one, bipolar two. With me, my daughter had multiple personalities and because of DSD. So in that space, what happens instead of schizophrenia, they would create a space that is a safe place. So when they have a trauma, it happened to them. Like my daughter actually had a gun held to her head. So in that space, you you create you create a safe environment for yourself inside your brain. And that becomes part of your body, and part of your your system of survival. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of a lot of things we could mention in that in that place. There's anorexia, bulimia. Um, so I'm trying to look and see what I've written. A dementia, yeah. a nar- narcissistic. There's just a lot, you know. And cutting, a cutting, oh, cutting. Thank you for mentioning that. That is huge, and sure. that is one of the first signs in middle school, also. And honestly, when that came up and flared up in my daughter. I didn't know it. She had threatened suicide. So I took her to the doctor and he sent her to behavioral health and they did a screening on her. And of course I had no idea any of this was going on. I had taken her to the hospital because there was a cut on her knee and I just thought Mm -hmm. she had cut herself shaving. You know, that's what we would normally think, right? But when sure. they when they diagnosed her in the behavioral health, they said that it was paper, that she is cutting herself with paper. So they exposed this to me, which I didn't know that this was going on, but she would get that paper razor sharp and she would cut areas that I would never see. Wow. So, you know, so they had me take her to a behavioral health, I mean, a, a clinic to do dialectical, dialectical behavior training. And that's what we did. We had to go as a family. So mom and dad's there, the child's in another room, they're getting they're getting information and coping skills. We're getting coping skills of how to help us and how to help her. And it it was interesting, but we completed that and it it doesn't always change anything. I think you learn from everything you go through and you grab grab a little bit of everything as we walk through life. But for her, that's when she got into marijuana and it just kind of went down from there.
0: When you, you, the book itself says silent disease right. and it is silent. Like a lot of times people have no idea what the next person next to them is battling or who they're tweeting at or sending an Instagram or, you know, all the social media platform. Right. They don't realize because it is silent. So what are some of the signs that you would recommend to people listening to maybe start looking for? You said there was a cut, right? You know what that I'm saying? That was Those one of the first
1: of ones. Let's, let's go back to childhood early, sure. you know, her room was always a disarray. I mean, everything was everywhere. She went to school one morning and I thought, well, I will clean this up for her. This will make her so happy. And I did. I had all all the books put back on the bookshelf and the clothes hung up. Everything was, bed was made. She walked in, big hugs. Oh, thank you. Thank you, mom. You know, the whole thing. And I, I walked away, came back in about an hour. Every book was off on the floor. Every clothes was out of her closet. And she was sitting in the middle of a pile of stuff with scissors in her hand, cutting out tags on her, on her clothes. And I, wow. I walked in and I'm like, you know, kind of stood there and I'm like, wow, what happened? And she said, I like to, I like to feel like I have to find some. And I'm like, mm. okay, interesting. So I knew right then there was more things deeper than what was explored all over the floor here. So I took her, we sat her on the bed and I said, well, why don't you tell me about that? How do you feel? And we went in through some things and she never has exposed the original item that probably caused a lot of this, but it was with some neighborhood, neighborhood boys, little boys, not big boys. But different children can address things differently for her. It made a big indent into her spirit. So her spirit was wounded at a very young age. And at that time they become like children and they don't mature past the part where, they're, where they were influenced of a sexual act or something that happened to them as a child. So they kind of get stuck. So she had baby talk for quite a while. I actually talked to the teacher. We had a signal. I put a sticker on her desk of a, of a little smiley face. And when she was talking in her baby talk, the teacher would just walk up and touch that little smiley face and she would know, know right away, change my voice. So we Mm. had, we had to work through some things to kind of help her mature and not get so stuck in that place that she was going to get bullied and people reject her, you know, so we've, we've had a long journey.
0: I know in our home, we had a card system Mm -hmm. that read and green particularly. Mm-hmm. Green was good day. Red red was let's talk. Yeah, so, You right. know what I mean? Red red was a, a flare and it was a way of not having to communicate or not needing to communicate. But if we saw red, it's not good. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? And I think that was a good thing for us. So you had six children. How was it dealing with, it sounds like one, you know, in particular, there was, there was a lot of challenges. How was it dealing with the other five mm-hmm. and how did they how did they respond well, to the one? Well, I had
1: a couple of them that found out they were ADHD when they got to college, you know? So yeah. it's like, and then, and so, and then I had one son that I did send to boarding school while he was in middle school. So, but in that, that place, it was a crazy wilderness, you know, adventure for him, but there was a guy there, one of the counselors that he really liked and that man made a difference in my son. So it's relationships that change people. So you may not be happy with the program that you send your child to, but just pray that you have a, somebody there that could relate and speak into your child that will make a difference because they will hold on to that part. And that my son actually came to the Lord in that space wow. at that camp. And so I'm very thankful for that. You know, it did change his life.
0: I think too, it's important teachers. I don't know. I know this is changing now with the, as the climate has changed, but teachers didn't, a lot of teachers didn't sign up to be called to do or recognize or see what they're doing. They taught, you know what I mean? They went to school to teach math or phys ed or history. That was their passion. And now they're, they are needing to be aware and, and see a lot of things. And, and at times maybe even step in because maybe that's not happening at home teachers are called into a lot of service i want to say that but then i also want to say that there are amazing people Mm -hmm. out there who have been called into this service nationwide children's hospital here locally in columbus ohio Mm -hmm. incredible with in particular an eating disorder you know and and i'm sure many other things Mm -hmm. but there are amazing people doing amazing work in this space and i'm thankful that we're aware of it now at least where before we wouldn't talk
1: about that's right yes there's a I, I think a lot of teachers have quit being teachers, but we're really thankful for the ones. Let's let's just say special needs children. Right. You know, there's so many special needs, and I have a grandson that is a special needs child, and you you just are so thankful for people that have those kind that kind of patience to walk through life with these children, and they are so loving. Our children yeah. are very sensitive. The ones that actually have the mental disorders are super sensitive children, and I, so they, they carry everything They're They feel for you They They have empathy for others. I mean, I mean they have such yep. good qualities, but when yes. you're in the middle of the heat of a battle, it's really hard. You know, it's yeah. really hard to let go of your emotions and let them express their emotions without getting tangled into that. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it's interesting to see. I had another, another mom tell me that the, the mother, I mean, the teacher was kind of hard on her little son because he was sitting there and is getting all worked up and really he just wanted his shoes tied you know so we can react to things are this child is acting up why isn't this child doing this and he just really needed help tying his shoe so i mean there's little things that we have to just be patient with and and usually you know special ed teachers are so patient they're wonderful and they're very encouraging at the same time so we're very thankful for that
0: it's certainly a calling. You know what I mean I, I my wife works in that area as well mm-hmm. and she has a heart and a, a grace that I don't understand. I mean she puts up with me. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> but no, that's a good no, but I it, it, you know she's amazing in that space and how you know some of us we get frustrated, some of us would get right. mad, we don't understand and they just have a grace and a, a peace about them that I think also helps the individuals that they're working with when they they you know to your point I think a lot of are em- empaths. Mm-hmm. I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. And so I get right. that. And I think when they receive or feel, mm-hmm. not necessarily physical, right. but, but feel that, I don't even want to use the word energy. That sounds weird, mm-hmm. but you know, right. what I mean? they, they sure. just, they, they identify, mm-hmm. they identify that this person truly cares mm-hmm. and that's why they're, that's why they're near them. Right. That helps. It really helps. What are some of the joys that you found?
1: Well, they really, they're hard. You know, it's hard yeah. to continue that space of being so happy, yeah. but I will say spending time my, my with my daughter. She is funny. She's you know right. she's entertaining, and I can laugh and laugh and enjoy her. I love her making up silly songs and car rides because in car long car rides there's a lot of communication that goes on there. Or I can just listen to her sing to the radio. You know, I yeah. I just love having right. just one on one time with her. Her watching yeah. her dance and in her little ballet things. At, you know, at one time, you know, just little little things like that. Graduation. Was huge. That was a big hurdle yeah. to get over. She did graduate high school, and that's a whole nother story about codependency and, you know, a lot of details there. But I'll go into that just a little bit for you. It, sure. it was when she had her anxiety and depression, her body would just basically shut down, and every fiber on her would be, the touch would be heightened. So she could, Mom, touch my forehead you know, or hurt my arm, and I would touch her lightly but it was like yeah. a, a bomb going off to her her it was so painful for just the lightest touch and right. you know that was, that was really hard for me because it was really hard to not be able to help her and you know to get through those those very deep depression she would also wake up into a sleeping trance and that was oh. so she was awake she was able to communicate with me but she really wasn't awake and i didn't understand that either but the doctor said that was a side effect of depression and she had very deep depression. So I would say yeah. she's on a little bit on the extreme side and in all the things that I've walked through, but I have learned a lot from it, but yeah. she did go ahead and graduate, which was a huge, That's huge awesome. thing for her and for me. And people say, who's They graduated for her? And I'm like, no, she did the test. She did the work. She did it. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. So you almost find too, I think that, you know, you can't look for the, the home run pass. I know I just mixed two sports in one, but you can't look for the long pass. You have to look for gaining one yard, one yard at a time It it celebrate those one yards.
1: Two steps forward, one back. And then you live in grace, right? You know, grace has to cover a multitude of things that you think that your child should know and be able to fix by now because you've already told her to fix it or told him to fix it and they don't. So that grace period is really long for a parent to learn how to walk in that yeah. grace place.
0: Yeah, there was so many times where it was so frustrating. And then there was times where it was just doubly really painful, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know if I could do what I'm asking my child to do right now, but this child has to do this mm-hmm. to get better, right. to to come out of this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Did, did you have days like that?
1: Oh, yes. Many, many. I We had yeah. a, a really good counselor I could call anytime. He was there for us. He was there for my daughter. She could call him separate from me. I could call him, my husband could call him. He he was a wonderful help to walk through that part of our life. And then, you know, life we've grown up a little bit past the beginning part of mental illness, but I will say that she's very much in the middle of it. This hasn't changed for her. I think in my, my place, I have learned to let go more and you know yeah. that she has to do some things and, and figure it out. And hopefully that The Lord is her answer, and that is what she will need to get through this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The word self-care, the word Mm -hmm. self-care is thrown around a lot. I think it's important probably not only for the individual, but also for the parents of that child to also somehow in the midst of, in your case, six children, find time for self-care because if not, you're going to burn out as well. Is that true? True.
1: True. I do think so. My husband and I, we have date nights once a week. We have since the day we met. I think that's important because it gives us time and space to be able to communicate what we need to talk about for that week. And the other thing is that in that, that time, a lot of things we disagree on, you know, because I see a really big picture and my husband is, let's a fix it guy, you know, and I, and I'm just like, but let's look at the full picture because we right. have to understand why these things are happening or why she thinks this or that, you know. So this, the self-care part is just being able to communicate and make sure you're on the same page when you're addressing something with your child. Yeah. Very, very important. Because as soon as they see a full or a, a weakness in what you're saying, they will go for it. They will jump right in there Absolutely. and they will take that as a yes. I can do such and such, you yeah. know, and then you end up having a big argument. No, I said No you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, right. you, you just have to be careful. Bubble baths are wonderful. You know, a tea, coffee, you know, the, the typical things you would think of are wonderful. But I think yeah. having a good friend to talk to is also good. And of course, your hairdresser knows yeah. a little bit of everything. So, you know, just go get your hair done. <laughs> yeah.
0: Absolutely. All right. So the book is a memoir. And so what will people find when they read the book?
1: I mean, <laughs> you know, I see it like at an airport kiosk. It's It's short, short stories. So there's parts in there that I want them just to pause and think about how would I react in this, in, in this situation so they can see themselves a little bit more. There are stories, there's, there's scriptures, there's wisdom, there's drawings. I have 24 illustrations in there that I actually did on my iPad and I had a wonderful wow. friend redo them all and he created these cute little illustrations for me. And so and they're, amazing. They, they're really good talking points for your child. You know, your child can yeah. see it one way, but you're going to see it another way. So for the talking points to have, I do have them all in color and someday I hope to go ahead and, and get those out there also in a, in a talking point type of a book. Yeah. So, yeah. They're amazing.
0: I mean, they're, they're, they're incredible. I've seen mm-hmm. a few of them and they're, they're really, really good and they tell their own they story. Do. Yeah. Uh, they, you could almost use these, I would think you could almost use these as discussion ways with your children. Right. Is to you know put the pictures mm-hmm. out and say where where are right. you today right. you know and I'm looking at is is I you know someone's got all this baggage right. on yeah. and I've talked to my kids before mm-hmm. about that is it's like you got to you got to leave some of these bags behind you got to take some of the things out of your back. true and so you they know?
1: carry their baggage we carry our baggage but we also as parents carry their baggage
0: carry theirs
1: so right. it's, it's a lot and we end up adding more and more onto it and then you know a child will run up and put something in your purse or in your hand and then they run away. And then you're like, yeah. okay, what was that? You know, and you pick it up and you look at it and then you go, oh, that was a piece of the missing puzzle I'm trying to figure out, you know? So we do collect, we collect their stories. We collect their items. We, we are collectors.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're right. Parents. That's right. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> so, well, this is wonderful. How can people find the book?
1: Well, it is on Amazon, but you can also okay. go to my website, which is ktgriffis with an S dot com, and it, the information will be there. I'm also doing sure. a conference on mental illness, March 3 and 4, and I have great speakers. So if people want to look into that, and they'd have to be spontaneous at this, you know, because we're a couple of weeks away from that. But for sure. when you are in sure. need, you are spontaneous and you will get there because I think, you know, everybody needs a little help and understanding of, of life. So, you know, the right. Lord, the Lord is my hope and he's been wonderful to me in walking this journey with me. So I would hope that for others too.
0: Is the conference in, in person or is it virtual or well, both?
1: i do virtual. People have asked me to, but we really wanted it to be okay. intimate. So we are going to just keep it okay. that way. I'm not going to even tape it. I want people to express and say what they want to say without looking over their shoulder. So we're going to keep it private. Yes. And it's in South Carolina. It's right over the border of, uh, it's in Fort Mill, which is right over the border of Charlotte. And and it's just about 23 minutes from the airport. Not, not a far drive at all or flight either way.
0: Okay. Yeah. And that's March 3rd and 4th and they need to register right away because is it, is it filling up? Do you, do you have space space, available currently? Good. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Well, that would be incredible. And I, I, again, I think when parents are in situations like that and, you know, we really will take any lifeline at that point that we know or hope right. will help because we're not, I don't know that, I think we're all still learning we a are, lot about yeah. this and we struggle enough when it's ourselves. Mm-hmm. but we're, we're, you know, for, for parents, we're kind of able to at least kind of you know, muddle our way Mm -hmm. through it. When it's our kids, it's a lot different because sometimes we don't know exactly what's going on and they're not always quick to communicate Mm because they can't communicate it. I do highly
1: recommend a a good counseling, even starting at the age of five, younger, because it's not like they have to have a problem they're addressing, but it gives them an idea that they know they can talk to somebody else, which is wonderful because you don't have to be the only answer for them. And sometimes it's really helpful for them to be able to express themselves to somebody else in a safe place. So I do, I do highly recommend that. And a psychiatrist with the medicine part, I, I also think that that is a, a needed area, but it's not a permanent area. It doesn't have to be permanent. It's sure. a stabilization right. of an, of whatever you need at the time to get you to a stabilized place so that you can move on and be free of meds. So, you know, I think a lot of people judge judge us parents for doing the things we've done And they're all help. They're helpful things. They're not harmful things. But other people don't understand that. And the let's just talk about the hospitals. Also, you know, don't be afraid to call nine one one. Do not be afraid to put your child in the the psych ward, which sounds horrible. Who wants to do that, right? Like how shameful, guilt ridden parents we are to have to do this to our child. But it could save their life. Literally, could save their life. So these are all things it gives you, it gives the child a space to be able to think and be away from everything, all the circumstances that they're dealing with. So it gives them a few days to have that time. So, you know, look at the avenues that are there. The hospital also has areas in areas that they type out and can hand you of helps in your area, which is also very helpful.
0: Right, right. Yeah, we've learned a lot. And and to your point, I don't think it's for any of us to judge what goes on under somebody else's mm-hmm. room. And especially when it comes to trying to help their child, as long as they're not harming them. And right. I don't think any of us are here to harm our children. Yeah. Right. I, but, but I think it's easy for us to sit in our house and, you know, look at certain things and, and make assumptions when you've, if you've not been there, you have no idea right. how difficult it is and how much parents are just trying to navigate and do their very best because they want the best for the child and and as you said if it if it's medicine that just pauses everything for a minute or at least makes it Mm -hmm. slow down and stops Mm -hmm. the noise uh, you know a moment of clarity or whatever it might be and again you know that's within obviously the health of the child but but i think that's why we need you know professionals that can help us too and I'm so thankful for your time. I'm really thankful for the book. I hope has has it gone well? Has it been received? You know, really? I
1: haven't checked with my publisher. I was I I need to check in and see. I'm hoping that people are receiving it well. <laughs> I I do think Good. it's needed. It definitely needed for parents, especially people that don't understand the mental illness. I've had two people right. come up to me. One person has a child that is like our children over here, and she came up to me in tears and she goes, oh, you know, you're the author. And I said, yes. And she, and she's just like, it was really hard for me to get through because I could relate to so many pages in this book. Sure. And then, then I had another person that didn't quite understand the mental illness side. And she goes, wow, I will never look at another parent that's going through this the same way. So I do think it's helpful. And my daughter did give me permission for the things that I have shared in the book. So we're clear there. And even though I'm not using her name, I just, you know, just let you know that it's a good thing. And she wants other people to have help also, even though she can't pull herself out of the the deep hole that she's in right now.
0: Not now, but her story is going to change lives. And that's, again, that's one of those, you know, one, two or three yards down the field kind of a celebration Mm -hmm. or, as you said, steps. Those are big steps. When they can then go and share those with mm-hmm. others, uh, it helps, I think, understand why they're going through it in the first right. place. So incredible, incredible. The book, again, is Shh! mental illness, the silent disease. And it's available on right. like Amazon and and also at your right. website, KT Griffiths with an with an S is in Sam.com. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Well, what's next for you? One <laughs> last question. What's next for you?
1: Right. I, I am just having fun with this one right now. It's just kind of launching. I do want yeah. to do a journal to go along with this. So I hope that would be my next, my next step. Understanding what you right. mean,
0: yes. <laughs> a, a journal would be helpful. And I've, I bet a journal in this, as you read the book, as you said, there's some processing mm-hmm. that right. goes on. So I would think a, not, not to coach you <laughs> yeah. to do next, but I, I think a journal would be yes, a great idea for sure. Well, your time today has been wonderful. Thank you for sharing with our audience. I hope that this helps someone, and I I certainly hope the book continues to help many people. And my prayers to your entire family, and and especially for your daughter, as she continues to uh, just find her way. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also make sure to check out my song Great and Mighty One on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.